It's Dave Abbott here, Vancouver Canuck alumni, and I'm on I Only Touch Greatness podcast. Looking for the most beers on tap, great steaks, great staff? Head over to the John B. Pub. We got the best beers, steaks, chicken wings, nachos in town. Come see us at the John B. Pub. The John B. Pub, the best bar in town. Come sign up for our football pool. Say hey, St. Ying. The number one sports podcast in Vancouver with Ryan Hayes and Big Mike. I was really worried about it last night. I like I really didn't know where I was going to go. Dave Babbage is a, is a real horse in, in our hockey club. Uh, there's no defense in this league. Moves a puck better, particularly coming out of their own zone. He's got an excellent shot from the point. And I'd have to attribute uh, Dave Babbage coming to Hartford as one of the reasons that we started to turn the club around. This Creighton folk check and back the other way. Cliff uh, Russ Courtnall. And one man back, it's McKinnis. Russ Courtnell feeds over to Babbage, working in a shot, he scores! Dave Babbage from Russ Courtnell. The Canucks get a shorthanded goal to lead. Excellent play by Russ Courtnell. The Blues not very alert, picking up the late man, and Dave Babbage, the veteran, scores. Uh, so, uh, born in Edmonton, uh, when did hockey start for you, and uh, how many battles were there with uh, Brother Wayne? Well, you know what? I started uh, I started playing when I was, I guess, five. I mean, we had our we had our little garden backyard rink, so I I think I started skating two and a half, three, something like that. You know, so so old Gretzky, he wasn't the only one that had a back backyard rink. You know, <clears throat> Walter gets all the credit, of course. You know, Wayne had a pretty good career, but uh, yeah. And then the battles. You know what? My, my brother's three years older than me, so we we. Um, we had a few, maybe just minor ones when we were younger, but not not a whole lot, you know. Not okay. many. And the only time we really got into <clears throat> wasn't really a fight. He he was playing in Portland, and I was uh, I was playing Alberta Junior. I think I was sixteen, and um, I think it was his draft year. You know, I mean, he was gone all year. We didn't see see much of each other, and uh, we started thinking he was tough. <laughs> I remember going in the front yard, and I. I tossed him around a bit, and I think he figured out quickly that uh, I might have had the upper hand on him. <laughs> <laughs> and did you play any other sports growing up? Ah, you know what? We played everything. Well, in Edmonton, uh, you know, the big thing was was hockey, and then in the summertime was baseball. You know, there's a lot of a lot of other kids. You know, they played some soccer. Um, you know, and I played a little bit when I got a, got a little bit older, but baseball was was kind of my thing in the summer. I, you know, played a lot of golf. Um, I I know I I lived probably three blocks away from Highlands Golf Course in Edmonton, which is a pretty good you know private course. And I I bugged my mom one year because a couple of my buddies uh, you know had a membership, junior membership, and uh, when I was thirteen, fourteen, pretty much spent the whole day there all day. For a couple of summers, and 
Yeah, I got you know, I got I got pretty good, and uh, now I, I'm I get once in a while I can I can shoot well, but you know the aches and pains kind of get to you. Oh yeah. So every every second game is a, an adventure for sure. I just <laughs> my golf game's horrible, and I just think if I can just not lose one ball per hole, then I call that a good hole. So I go <laughs> I go there eighteen balls, and if you run out of balls, you're done. Well, that's a good way to do it because that could be pretty expensive. I know, uh, you know, I, I heard this one tip, uh, you know, take two weeks off and sell your clubs. <laughs> so maybe, maybe take a tip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you can always uh, find a cheap ball somewhere, you know. So yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. And then you uh, you ended up playing your junior in uh, the WHL with the Portland Winterhawks. Uh, take us back to those days. Well, it was uh, – oh, Portland was, was – I mean, a great franchise. It still is. It, it was um, – well, my, my brother actually – when we grew up in Edmonton, the Edmonton Oil Kings were, were still around. And then when my brother was playing, he played two years in Edmonton. And then when they moved to Portland, he played another two years there. And um, I, I made the team when I was 16 and, and you know, went with them over there. But I only lasted a month. I wasn't quite ready. I was just getting in high school um, – you know, I mean, I physically I was ready. It just, uh, you know, I mean, a high school wasn't important to me. I wanted to make sure I graduated. So I wanted to get the first good year. And so I went back to Alberta junior and it, it had a great year and it, it turned out great. I played two more in, in Portland and what a great city. Roy, I tell you, yeah, you, know, you, you talk about the lower mainland here. It's, uh, it's kind of, um, even more granola foodie, uh, down to earth, you know, beautiful place. And, and it's same thing, you know, you, you could ski in Mount hood, which is half hour outside of town. You know, you could golf pretty much all year. And then the, the beaches were, you know, another half hour drive the other way. So everything was there and it, uh, yeah, it treated me great. I, I, I loved it there. Travel was a little, a little goofy. I remember one time I know now in the WHL, they, they kind of, they pick uh, designated, uh, uh, divisions where they, where they travel once a year and then they might not travel to one. Uh, we had a road trip one time. It was 21 days. We left Portland, and I think we hit every city all the way to Brandon. We, we finished in Brandon, so it was 21 days. They bought us a burger on the bus after the game. We drove 32 hours straight back. I think we stopped once somewhere. I, I, I think it was you know kind of like trail somewhere out that way. And then we kept Wow. And, and then so we, so we get in that, that evening. The next day we got to play you know, a home game, you know, you're just, you're looking out the window and it's just, it's just a blur, but you know, it was, uh, but, but Hey, it was well worth it. Uh, really enjoyed it. We had a good bunch of, bunch of guys on the team. So it made it go by quick. And Portland's, uh, Portland's awesome too. Strip club capital of the Northwest. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> How would you know that, Ryan? Uh, yeah, we do. We always do our, um, what are those things called? Stags. We always do a stag down in Portland. I did one a couple of years ago down there, and it was great times. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I we were on student visa, so we couldn't couldn't really yeah. do bad things. Yeah. <laughs> we got caught doing something goofy. We you'd be sent home, or that's yeah, absolutely. Anyway, you know, they threaten yeah. that, that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. And then uh, taking back to draft day, I uh, drafted second <laughs> overall to the Winnipeg Jets. Yeah, it was it was interesting because nobody that year nobody knew who was going first. There there were there was talk of uh, you know Wickenheiser obviously he went first, but uh, uh, Dennis Savard 
myself uh, and, and, you know, Montreal had the first pick. And um, like I said, nobody knew in, until they announced it. You know, even uh, my, my agents were actually, you know, one was from Montreal. And, and so, you know, he kind of had the, you know, ear to the ground there, but he had no idea until it was announced. And then, you know, with Wickenheiser going there and me going to Winnipeg, uh, it was a great day. I mean, I was just happy to get drafted uh, where it, it didn't matter. Uh, you know, maybe if you go to a different city, your career path changes, you know, and you don't know how or, or how it would have. But, uh, but no, I, uh, I can't complain all the spots I've been to. And then obviously brother drafted third overall uh, the year before, and you guys were the highest – or a couple of years before, you guys were the highest brothers uh, drafted in history for defensemen. Well, that's right. And, well, well, the, I think uh, some guys out of here were drafted kind of the same. Yeah, like, Sedin's. Yeah, they, they, they tied that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, <clears throat> yeah, no, it was great. I mean, it, you know, with Wayne going before me a couple of years uh, – you know, I, I really didn't even think I was going to make the NHL un, un, until he got drafted. And then we, uh, we we were doing hockey schools together and skating around at 16 or 17. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at him. I'm like, he's, he's not that much better than me. You know, and then, <laughs> then you start thinking, well, geez, maybe I got a chance. And, um, yeah, you know, it seemed to work out. <clears throat> Do you have a favorite piece of sports memorabilia? Oh, you know, I, I have a lot. And it's actually, somebody just brought it up to me today. <clears throat> when we went to the finals and we won the Western Conference. Yeah, we'll get into that. I don't know if, if you guys seen that, where there's a Kellogg's put put our team on the on the, on the Yeah, yeah, Kellogg's yeah, yeah. Flags. And so all of us, we got, you know, it, it, it all uh, encased in plastic. And one, one of my favorite things for sure, because, you know, I got, I got my back turned so you, you could see the name and number and, you know, it's kind of front and center. Um, that's one thing. But you know what? You know what else is really neat? There's there's many things I got I have in boxes that uh, you know are, are are dear to me, and that's why I haven't thrown them out. Or you know, my kids don't want them; they don't care about my stuff. But um, <laughs> uh, I I uh, I got a, a jersey when I did Slap Shot Two from from the Hanson brothers. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and it, and it's all signed, and it's and it's just you know what? And it's I mean, it's goofy enough, but but you know what? They did. They probably did as much for hockey as as almost anyone, especially yeah. in the states. You know, oh, yeah. bring notoriety to it in a in a, maybe in a in kind of a bit of a sour way. But still, the notoriety was there, and the entertainment was was there. And they, you know, we we got to work together on the movie, and a good bunch of guys. And um, I think I played against, I think I played against all of them at one time or another. You know, and. Um, but it was really neat, you know, just to be part of that. The, the movie was the shits, but uh, you know, what do you do? It went straight to video, so yeah, that's uh, maybe that was because of me, I guess. I don't know. Oh, yeah. it's, it's only like it's only like the best sports movie of all time. Well, this was Slap no, Shot but Slapshot two. Slap two. One. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. correct. Slapshot one bad. for sure. Yeah, yeah. But Slapshot two was you, you have to be drinking some some heavy beverages to enjoy that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, on that note, what's your go-to drink? Oh boy. You know what? I, um, I would probably go for a, a vodka ginger. With okay. a lime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of my barbecue drink, you know, like you, you, you sit there and yeah, you pour a tall one. It's kind of like something, 
<laughs> this isn't one. This is just water, but this oh. kind of that that size, yeah. you know. And uh, okay. yeah, you make sure you take take your time on the steaks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you were yeah, lucky enough. You, oh, sorry. How okay. about you guys for drinks? Um, Mike, you go first on this one. Yeah, I'm definitely a Ryan Coke guy for sure. Yeah. And for me, if it's like if I'm at the bar, it's Corona. I'd probably have a, I'll have a Corona for a beer, and then, but I like my vodka cranberry, vodka cran. Yeah. But I also um, I haven't had a drink in six months, so I'm kind of. Well, good for you. Kind of off you. of it for a few few days. I got a trip coming up, though. I got to get back on the wagon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, not many people jump back on the wagon, you know, but that's good. That's good. Yeah, I got to get, get the liver. I got to do a little practice run on the liver before I go to Mexico. Oh there, oh, there you go. Good. As soon as they open the damn border. Mike? Yeah, and then uh, you were lucky enough. It uh, doesn't happen much nowadays, but uh, jumping right into the NHL as a rookie, uh, young teenager, putting up 44 points in a rookie year. Yeah, no, it was uh, – it was good. It was interesting. Like I said, when I, when I was talking about my brother and, and not really thinking that I, I had a chance at the time or, you know, not thinking that I would, I would make it quickly. But uh, I know when I, when I got drafted to go to Winnipeg, they had a big press conference and, you know, it's uh, your mom and dad are there and, and, and so on. And they're making a big deal out of it. And I'm sitting around a table with, uh, with John Ferguson and Tom McVie and all the coaches and all the brass, you know, and they're, they're just uh, the press conference is over, and uh, you know I think uh, who is it? Tom McVie. He asked. He asked me. He goes, uh, you know, are you excited to you know play your first year in the NHL? I'm like, I'm like, oh jeez, I, I just hope I make the team. And they all start laughing, and and Tommy goes, well, if you don't make the team, we're all effing fired. So <laughs> kind of uh, yeah, kind of kind of give you a little 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 relief, you know, a little pressure off, but. Uh, but I did work hard, you know. I, I, I mean, I was ready, ready to go. Physically, I was, yeah, more than ready, and, uh, you know, mentally, it was. Yeah, I, I think I was ready too. I know uh, number forty-four was uh, your number throughout your whole entire career. Was there a reason for it? Uh, and I also know that you're the first player to ever wear it permanently. Yeah. Well, you know what? There is a reason. The same press conference. John Ferguson goes up and he, he's he's introducing me, and I and, and junior. I wore uh, 21 because Boris Salmon was my guy, right? And um, uh, so I had 21, and, you know, that's what I told him. I said, you know, 21 is my number, but, uh, you know, if somebody, if somebody has it, I, you know, I, I can't take somebody's number. I, I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, it could be some big bugger that's going to beat the hell out of me in training camp, so <laughs> I'll just take whatever. And, uh, you know, Fer Fergie goes up to the to the mic because some reporter asked him what number I was going to be in, um, and he goes, well <clears> – <throat> You know, you know, Dave said twenty one is was was his number, but it's it's kind of taken. It was a guy in the minors up and up and down. And uh Fergie starts thinking, he goes, Well, I was twenty two and he's probably twice as good as I was, so we'll give him forty four. And that's honestly how it came about, you know, it uh, <laughs> and, and it stuck, you know, like I, I was uh I was happy to wear it and first one to do it, you know, like I said permanently. Huh. If my if I'm right, Bertuzzi came here, right? But but he ended up wearing 27 or something for the first year with you wearing 44. Yeah, 27 or 29, something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I know. I'm pretty sure it was 27. Yeah. Yeah. Bertuzzi wore. Yeah. 
Yeah. What was your uh, What was your first NHL goal, if you remember? Uh, of course, I remember. It's my first game. Oh, <laughs> I, there you I, go. Yeah, I got lucky. I, I kind of slowed down after that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it was we, we were we were in Washington, or, um, and we were playing at the old building there, and we're we're just getting killed. I think it was it was four nothing, but it was it could have been ten times worse. And then we have a <laughs> we have a power play with about five minutes left in the game. And I was out there, and I, I take you know I took a slap shot and right on the ice, you know, picked the corner, and it was against uh, Mike Palmatier. I don't know if you remember. Mike okay. Palmatier. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was he was more no, more famous for eating popcorn between periods, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I scored, and you know, like it's it's four to one now with a couple minutes left. You know, not much chance, and all the guys are jumping all over me, happy. You know, they 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 grab the puck, and I'm thinking, boy, you guys. Uh, Easy to easy to impress or make happy, but uh, but anyway, it, it was a big deal, and I, I certainly remember it because it was. Uh, I'm thinking, well, it's. I, I knew it was hard, but I didn't think it'd be that hard that I only got six. I think that my first year. So, <laughs> <laughs> what are the odds that you got that puck still? Oh, I have it somewhere. Yeah, no, oh, I do. Cool. Oh, for cool. sure. Yeah, cool. But like I said, I don't. I don't have uh, right now. You know, we we moved, and I don't have an I love Dave room. Yeah, yeah. I, so I, fair I, enough. I don't have anywhere to put it, uh, but I one day I will. But I'll have a secret room where where no one can see it, so so no one thinks I'm I'm some you know whatever. Yeah, so, uh, you, need, you need to get yourself a man cave. Well, I know. <laughs> I see you guys have them, you know. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, one well, of these days. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. The, okay, okay. I got this one. What would your dream foursome of golf be? <laughs> Well, I, I, you know what, I, <clears throat> you may, I, I don't know, you may think of me as, as kind of goof. I, I would, I would, first one would be probably Tiger Woods. Great choice. Yeah. Well, I just want to see what, what a perfect golfer would hit the ball. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I know that's not me and I know Ryan, that's not you. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then probably I would say, uh, Maybe uh, Barack Obama. That's a good one. Get on. Um, I'm just trying to think. There's, you know what? I know I'm going to miss somebody. I, I, I would go with Paul McCartney. Yeah. He's probably. He, he I probably doesn't golf. I mean, he should. He's. You know, oh, we we can also reword the question. We sometimes ask the question as if if you could invite three dinner guests to dinner, who would it be? So it doesn't have to be a golf. Well, yeah, I guess it would be yeah, kind of the same. Yeah, but, yeah. I, yeah. You know what? It would be the same. I think. I think the last one would probably be, and and I'm I'm missing a lot. I I would. Uh, I, mean, I I would enjoy a lot of a lot of people's company, but maybe John Wayne. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the whiskey guy. So there, there you yeah. go. Exactly. I remember seeing that on my grandpa's TV for years and years and years and years and years. <laughs> yeah. No, he was. Uh, he was the man there for a long time. He was. Who was your sports hero growing up? Uh, sports hero, well, probably Bobby Orr. You know, and then, <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of guys. I mean, you know, growing up, I mean, Hockey Night in Canada was Wednesdays and Saturdays, and, and really all you saw was Toronto or Montreal. And, you, you know, you saw the, the other teams, but, but mostly those guys. So um, in Montreal, geez, you know, there was – you could just go down the list. Uh, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, Bobby Orr, you know, like Gordy Howe was still was still mm-hmm. playing when you know when I was a, when I was a kid, and well, I guess I did. I didn't miss. I only missed him by I think a year or two. So yeah, that's how, that's how long he lasted. Um, yeah, sports here. I know baseball. I was uh, like Nolan Ryan. Yeah, was, uh, big fan. Big fan of his because you know, like I think he was actually one of the first guys that actually worked out. You know, yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, you know, big Texas guy. You know, you know those those ranchers. They're they're just tough, eh? And to throw 100 miles an hour for 20 years in a row. I mean, come on, you know. And he's and he's not a beast like Clemens was, you know. But he's yeah. uh, he was just a he was good, intimidating yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what was it like uh, seeing a young, now late uh, Dale Howardchuck join your Jets as a rookie? Could you tell he was going to be something special? Oh yeah, no. You know what? When Dale when Dale joined us, uh, my my second year, um, yeah. I mean, we we knew he was <clears throat> obviously, uh, you know, going to be a good player. We didn't know how good because you know you, when when you're playing in the NHL, it's it's hard to keep track of what's going on in junior, other than in the hockey news. And back then, it was it was a magazine, so you you know you just <laughs> have to look up stats. So, um, yeah. But when when he first got here, you know, you could just tell the way he he saw the ice and understood the game you know he wasn't the greatest of skaters you know and um but geez i tell you, you know he could he could find you anywhere and and even if you you could find him anywhere he was one of those guys where you know he, he would never have a bad pass thrown to him because he would get it yeah you know other guys if you hit hit their heel or their stick you know there's no chance they're going to be able to control it you know but he was just one of those guys that it just put glued to a stick and um and, and yeah, and a great guy too. Like just a great leader, and yeah, big loss there for sure. Who would you say uh, your favorite D partner would be? Uh, you played with. I know you played with a lot of good ones. Yeah, that's a that's another tough one. You know what? Probably probably as a as a tandem. You know, like I, well, for instance, in in Winnipeg, I play. I I think I played with everybody. <laughs> yeah, I played left side, right side, rover, you name it, yeah. you know. Um, and they were all great, you know. Like, uh, well, in Winnipeg, I had Serge Savard for a while. Yeah, oh, yeah. You know, he, he came in and he was like 36. And I know when they traded for him, all, all the young guys, because we had a real young team, we're, we're all talking stupidly, going, why the hell would they want some old bugger like us? You know, <laughs> you knew the name. Then when he came, I mean, he's just such a class guy and such a good player. And, um, I ran into him a couple of years ago in Winnipeg and, you know, the guy, the bugger looks the same. Like he's just, he's just one <laughs> he's of He's aged guys. well. Oh yeah. 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 I don't know what, what, what he's doing. Maybe, maybe it's, maybe it's the Ryan Coke or the <laughs> Cranberry. I don't know what it is, but, but yeah, whatever it is, is working. But he was, he was terrific. Learned a lot from him on and off the ice. Like just, uh, you know, just those, those, those bunch of all guys way back then were just class guys. And then, um, uh, when I got traded to Hartford, I, I was pretty much with Joel Quinville the whole time. Because uh, Queenie was just a, he wore the old Lang skates. I don't know if you remember those things, the long <laughs> boots, rubber yeah, space yeah. boots, and and they would squeak when you skated. And he wasn't, you know, real fleet of foot anyway. But uh, but he would be blocking shots and that. And he was he was a defensive guy. And they would they would still let me go, you know, up ice and and I had a lot of fun with him. Uh, <laughs> but the, the guy the guy you know I, I think I. I probably connected with most here was Gerald Diddick. I think we were partners for probably five years too. <clears throat> and we, uh, we played off each other. Like he, he was, he was a tough bugger and, 
you know, we, uh, I know when we, we made a few runs there, you know, Pat would put us against, uh, you know, some of the top lines and we were, you know, we, we were there to move the puck and make sure we got into the forwards, but we were, we were there to torture, torture the other guys coming down on us. Cause if they were coming to the front of the net, we're, we're going to make sure in a seven game series that either they they could move their arms after or, or it would be painful to do so. So. <laughs> What was your first thoughts the moment you, or like the first time you seen Pavel on the ice? Well, you knew he had some get up and go, <clears throat> but until you, until you saw him in a, in a game, like, well, the first game, he, he made a few. I was at, know, I was at the first game. Yeah. I yeah. was at the first game. He didn't score that game though. I, they scored the following game. But. Well, you knew as a defenseman because, you know, I like, I like moving the puck and uh, you knew if you hit him in open ice, there was a pretty good chance he was going to have a scoring opportunity. Yeah, yeah I think that I think that happened. Did he? Uh, <laughs> yeah, did, yeah he, he did okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he? Uh, did he speak any English when he first came? Like that must have been hard too, uh, trying to like make plays and stuff like that. You know what? He he was okay. Like I think he could understand. I mean, it's it's just like anyone going to another country, whether you understand the language or not. If right, you, you know, if you get thrown in, you're kind of holding back and you know, wait until you're comfortable to start speaking it. I mean, it's, yeah, I, yeah. Think he, I think he did understand just about everything. Um, but yeah, no, he, he, he got along. All right. And, and then he had Gino to teach him English. Maybe that's uh, slowed him down a bit, but no, Gino, Gino was a good friend, friend of his and, and really helped yeah. him out a lot. Yeah. And, and Gino's a beauty. We had him on here as well. And okay. uh, <laughs> just a great, just an all around great guy. Oh, I was going to get Mike to remind of the story of, uh, I think it was Tim Hunter was telling us where Quinter came down and put the big paw on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, pre yeah, I'm pretty sure you were in this game too, Dave. But uh, I guess uh, Rob Ray was making runs at Burray all game long. This is at Pacific Coliseum. And uh, I guess finally near the end of the game, like, leave him alone, Hunter said. Leave him alone, leave him alone. And then they both get tossed, Hunter and Ray. But Ray keeps chirping at the ref. So Hunter leaves goes down to the tunnel, and I guess he hid behind the black screen. And uh, as soon as Rob Ray came down, he just started hammering him. And I guess they were wrestling underneath the stands, and Pat yeah. Quinn, I guess, came down and broke it up. I don't know if you remember it or not. but I, I do. I do, because at the Coliseum there, like, it, I don't know if, you, if you've been underneath. Yeah. You know, the, the, the two um, benches, they, they go down just underneath the stands, and then there's a, you know, a rubber mat on the concrete that, that connect them. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and then there was a restaurant in behind there. Uh, I forget what what the thing was called, but uh, yeah. And I remember, yeah, Hunts. I mean, you could see oh, yeah. we we could see down the hallway, and then all of a sudden there there was a ruckus, and yeah, we knew Hunts could take care of himself. So we didn't worry <laughs> about it. So, <laughs> let's talk a '94 run there. And what were your thoughts when you were down three three one and? Obviously, we came back and we had the big Pavel goal. Um, just talk about that series for us. Yeah, well, it was, man, it was, you know, a lot of it was, it's still a blur. Yeah. And um, I, I still haven't watched, uh, you know, game seven again. You know, like, Ever? Just, You've no, never no. watched it? No. Wow. No, no. And I still don't want to, you know, it's, um, but, but that's okay. No, it was a, it was a great experience. We, uh, you know, being down three one, you know, it was 
we knew we could play with them. It, it wasn't that. It was just, hey, you know, you needed, needed some breaks. I don't, I don't think we got too many breaks from the referee through, throughout the no. whole series, you know. And, um, and you know, you just got to play through it. I mean, and we did. Uh, when that game five was here, or no, it was game, no, game five was in, in New York. Sorry. Yeah, when it when uh, when we went there and and kind of, you know, shut them up there. I think I think we were up three nothing, and they scored three quick ones. Yeah, and I think I think uh, yeah, I guess I, I scored the next goal real quick, right, real quick after they scored three, shut the whole building down. It was just dead quiet. And then yeah, they, some some guy named Babbitt scored a goal from Bury, I believe. Well, yeah, he knew who to feed, you know. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but you know what? I mean, he did. You know, he did see me coming in and, and fed me, and and of course, I'm I'm sure, I'm sure everyone in the building thought I was going back to him, but um, but yeah, Richter was cheating for the pass, and you know, the I had I had to turn the puck sideways to, to go short side, but you know, what, whatever you got to do, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So so anyway, I mean, it it was great. it went in, and you know what? I almost missed the rest of the series because after I scored, Pavel jumped jumped up on me. And like I, I, I caught his legs. That's how high he jumped, and 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 I fell backwards, and I hyperextended my elbow. And, and um, I, so I'm getting up, and I'm like, oh god, I don't, you know. I mean, every, I mean, there's so much adrenaline going, <clears throat> and then a few things hurt because you know, then there's a pile on you, right? And uh, and then after the game, it was honestly I could barely move my arm, and uh, yeah, with, with a little magic medicine, you know. It, uh, you were good to go. Good to That's go. Right. You, you couldn't stop playing, you know. <laughs> and then you hit – it was you, right, that gave the pass to Powell in game seven? Uh, I'm trying to think. Mike, is that, is that right? I should know that. It's my favorite I'm moment not, of my life. I'm not 100% on that, to be honest. Which game seven are you talking about? Is it uh, the Calgary, Calgary series? series. He's we, talking about the oh. Calgary series. Yeah, no, you know what? I I passed it over to Brown, and then he passed Brown, it. Brown, yeah, Brown. Yeah. Brown to Bray. Yeah, you know what? He wouldn't have been open if I didn't make that pass. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 It, it, what, what do they call them now? Primary passes? What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> you know, you, it's it's how you set those plays up. You know, you got to yeah. suck the team in, and then. Kind of like they, soccer, we'll, we'll right? You got to pass it all the way around on the other side, and then back to the other side. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, okay, let's go move on to the Dallas series. And then the Pavel Burry elbow on Churla. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> I, played, I, I played with Churla in uh, Hartford, and he's a, he's a tough bugger boy. And when I – because I was on the ice with, with Pavel there, and, and, you know, so Charles was all over him and bugging him. And, jeez, uh, he just came by, and you could just hear it. It was just like a, you know, just whack. <laughs> and he's – He's out, and now we're looking around. We're thinking, okay, here we go, and nothing really happened. You know, no, no. I mean, now, no. now, Pavel would have got life for it. You know, like that's yeah. what I was just gonna. I was just yeah, gonna say that anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. and and that's the same words Gino said that Pavel would have had life for that. Oh yeah, yeah. But <laughs> uh, but no, you know what? He he handled things himself. You know, like uh, as a lot of a lot of players did back then. You know, now it's all you. You can't. You can't even bump into somebody without somebody jumping you in, or expecting you to fight, which I think is the most ridiculous thing in the world. But no, oh well. So how how accepted on the team was Messier coming to the 
would come to Vancouver. I mean, it was the darkest time of our franchise in my eyes, oh, but yeah. <clears throat> but you yeah, were you been. were still playing when he arrived. Yeah. Well, no, I I knew Mark from from Edmonton. And, oh, uh, of course. My, yeah, my my brother played with his brother in, in junior and, and Doug his dad coached the, the, the junior team. So uh, so we, we knew each other for a long time and, and you know what I yeah, who knows if it was a bad choice or not. I mean we we thought, hey, you know, you gotta give it a try. And yep. then it was, you know it obviously didn't turn out the way no uh, the way anyone expected and, and including the players. You know, there there was uh, disappointment. Not you know, hey Mark Mark was a he's a you know Great, great player. No, no questions asked. But yeah, just he, you know, he um, bad fit. Too late. Too late. <laughs> well, it wasn't too late. It was just wrong mix. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and then after, yeah, it's a tough. One. It's it's hard to really say. It just it just didn't yeah, work of course. at all. Yeah, of course, understandable. Uh, and then uh, we moved you to Philadelphia for a playoff run there. Uh, what was your time like there? Oh, I loved it there. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I, um, yeah, you know what? That was that was fun. I, you know, we, you know what? The good thing about it is, is I know where where we lived. We rented a house in the, in the subdivision just uh, in Voorhees, where their practice rink is, near Cherry Hill, in, in on the Jersey side. And there was, I'm just trying to think. There was probably ten guys that lived within two or three blocks of each other. Oh wow! With their families and stuff, like it was a subdivision, and and. Every night that we were home, kids were out playing. The barbecues are going, you know, maybe a couple of bottles of wine got smushed, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but it was good. No, I really enjoyed it. And it was, you know, it was close. My, my, my wife's from, from Hartford. Connecticut. Oh, okay. So, so it was close enough through like three hour drive where, you know, her family and, and friends could, could come and see us, you know, anytime they wanted. And, and we, you know, we could do the same if we had some time off and it was good. It was, um, and the hockey, like the team was terrific. Like we, we should have, because they were in the finals in, the year before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there, there's no doubt we should have. If we if we'd have got past the first round, I think I think we we get to the finals for sure. And uh, just you know, Buffalo Buffalo played us really well. They played they played the you know the big boys uh, you know Lindros and Leclerc and and the forwards really well. They you know what they didn't even try to hit them. They they just let them skate around and kept them to the outside and it. And you know what? And Hashik was was terrific at the time. He was in his heyday, and and uh, he he basically he basically beat him beat us himself. But uh, yeah, but it was he good. was good. Yeah, really good, really good. But we had a great team, a good, really good bunch of guys, and I, I I did like it there until you know until the ending there where you know I got hurt. And got so who had a better stash in their prime, you or Harold Schnapps? No, oh, it's not even close. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, look, look at this is this is I, I just trimmed it, I just and he doesn't it. even have his anymore. I don't think, or he didn't well, last uh, time we ran into him. Yeah, you know what? He he had it off last time I saw him too. But yeah. his was his was okay. It it was more like Fu Manchuish, you know. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. I mean, you know, hey, it, it it suited him, and he was well known for it for sure. Of course, I, I don't know. Hey, everyone's different. I mean, you know, look at Mike. Mike thinks he has one. You know, yeah, so, exactly, exactly. You know, I'm trying. That, I think you know. I don't know. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I always, I always, I always remember Harold being like one of my first Canuck memories is being in the old Pacific Coliseum and hearing the chants chanting Harold. 
Yeah, well, you know what? It bothered me because Harold was gone when I got here. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I went to hit somebody. My helmet flew off. And all I heard is this this quiet chant, Harold, Harold, you know, because yeah. our hair is similar. And I'm thinking, what? what, what? Do, I, do I look that bad? Nothing. <laughs> But you know, so I'm I'm trying. I'm scrambling to get my helmet back on. Just like stop, you know. But but he was well loved for sure. That's funny. Uh, And then uh, you got moved to LA to end your career, basically in the NHL, and then uh, over in Switzerland. Uh, Tell us a little stint about going to Europe. Oh, you know what? I was I was nervous to go because I was I was still hoping to, you know, to play. It's just you know in Philly in Philly, uh, you know, I got injured, you know, when I was there. In the you know right before the playoffs when we when we lost out and then they traded me the next year but my my foot was all buggered up and it still wasn't healed and 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 you know what I I worked out tried to get ready and then uh, you had a few deals that fell through here you know in the NHL so you know the one guy called me from Europe and asked me to come out for I think the last three months of the year and it was it was terrific it was in Switzerland there you know like I was the the place. Uh, it was called Ombre Piotta, kind of down in the the southern southern part of uh, of Switzerland. It's it's kind of on the edge of the Italian section, so real close, you know, probably an hour and a half from Milan. You know, oh so wow, it's, oh. yeah, it's pretty pretty neat spot. But anyway, it was it was wine region, and uh, in my <laughs> stay there, I, I I tried to find a bad bottle of wine. I I couldn't. So no, Try, keep <laughs> trying. I, I, I tried and tried, but it it was terrific. Food was great, uh, and and you know what? The hockey was was great. Leaf Rolin was there. He played. He played. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leaf was there. The LeBeau brothers were there. Um, Patrick and Stephen LeBeau. You know they had they had good careers out out here too, and and the hockey was terrific. Like, but the place with the the rink we played at, it was right on the side of a mountain, yeah. and I remember one of the one of the first first games we played because it was still you know it was, I, I think it was like february still and it was weather was pretty good but they had a snowstorm and so we're playing and it's probably minus 10 <laughs> the snow is, and it's open sides so the snow is coming down the mountain and you know just blowing in the rink and there's snow drifts on the ice people were people were in like full parkas and it's packed there's i think it was six thousand people but it was packed and they're you know, they they got the flares going. You know, they 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 got sausages cooking. I mean, it was just a it's bananas, right? But um, <laughs> but the place was was amazing. Like the town Elmbury Piotta is about uh, it might have been five hundred people, but as soon as it was game time, the the whole town lit up, and all all the farmers and the people from the hills. Honestly, they came down, and it was packed every night. Um, I really enjoyed it. It was funny. A funny story about you know you talk about uh, you know the way hockey is there. Like the hockey was was great. Like, it wasn't as rough as here, but the, the skill level just as good. And uh, so the Lebeau brothers were our leading scorers. And and over there, uh, Swiss Credit was one of the you know financial institutions was was the sponsor of the league. And so what they did is every team that um, in the league their leading scorer had to wear a silver helmet. <laughs> so, and you know, I mean, no sense making your top scorer a target. You know, <laughs> if 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 yeah. that was here, that was there'd be there'd be like stick marks all over the helmet. But uh, so there, the, those guys were always like one one point 
between each other. So there was times in a game, if one of them got like a point or two in a period, they would have to switch helmets during the game. Are you serious? Yeah, it was just as goofy as that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was it was interesting. I know, uh, you know, I know the rink, like, like I was describing the rink, our, our dressing room was, I don't know, maybe it was about the same as a, what, what it was in, in the Coliseum, which was just, you know, you know, we've got wood stalls and, you know, nice. Yeah. Everything was good, but it was nothing fancy. Well, I walked in the rink there and uh, same thing, nothing fancy. The guys are walking around with these, there's these little, they're, they're pinching these little paper cups. They're espresso cups. They're disposable ones. And there's this monster coffee machine in the middle of the dressing room. <laughs> and that's, that's all they did in between periods. There was, there was, I mean, there was Gatorade, but nobody, nobody drank that. They were, they were drinking these little shot glasses of, uh, of coffee espresso. Oh, yeah. it was, and it was good too. They, were, they didn't screw around. That was, a, that was the best part of the, the rink. I think. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what, crazy. Was your, what was your favorite stadium you ever played in? I mean, that last one sounds awesome. Dude. Well, that that one was good. Well, the the, the one in Ombre, uh, it was it was like a wartime bunker too. So you had to oh, walk. Wow. Through, you had to walk through all these concrete steel doors just to get to the dressing room. You know, and they had the round. It was like a submarine. They had the the round uh, handles yeah. <laughs> to turn. It, it was bizarre. But you know what? Like, I mean, hey, the the ones here. You know, some of the old ones, like the old Montreal Forum or, you know, Toronto Toronto Gardens, Maple Leaf Gardens. Uh, you know, even, you know, you go to Boston, the old the old Boston rink there, Boston Garden, it was just a dump. But, you know, the the energy, Montreal was probably the best for that. Um, yeah. And Toronto, but but these other ones, you go to Madison Square Garden and, and you know, it's not, it's not, the rink is, you know, it's okay. Now it's beautiful because they, they, they redid it, but. Uh, back then, you know, you're you go to Chicago or Boston, you know, you have to shake your gloves and, and skates just to get the cockroaches out. No worries. You, you would hear guys screaming before practice because they're shaking shaking their gloves out and the cockroach comes out. You know. Oh, honestly. nasty. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I I honestly miss the Pacific Coliseum because I those boards were better than any boards in the league. Like when you got when you when someone got hit, you knew he got hit. Well, you know what? You should you should have played in Montreal because those things were like concrete. But uh, okay. the, the good thing about them, you know, you know the runners on the bottom. Yeah, you know, yeah. Now, now it's all plastic and that crap. They it was wood back then. <laughs> so if if you bounced something off there or you made a pass and you knew what the hell you're doing, it would be true every time. You know, now it's you know you hit a you you hit a pillar in in the boards and the thing might take off some some different direction. But this was it was all just real true and. Yeah, it was great atmosphere. Uh, I know you dropped the gloves a couple times in your career. Uh, do any of your fights stick out to you? Oh, <clears throat> I was I was telling people, you know, the last fight I won, I won by four blocks. Um, but um, <laughs> I can't run that fast anymore. No, there was. I mean, there was a few, but I, I didn't. I really didn't like like fighting. I mean, I I did, but. Uh, my brother was the one that, that loved it. He, you know, my mom would give him shit all the time for fighting. He goes, well, did you know what they called you? You know, just making stuff up. But, but, uh, you know, I, I think, I mean, there was one where I, I felt real bad. It was, it was, I think it was Pat Hughes and, uh, I guess it was in Edmonton. You know, I, I, I don't know if I was, who the hell was I? I think it was with Winnipeg. Yeah. And he, um, I don't know, he was on their checking line and, you know, he was, he started 
he was chopping me all all shift and and then in, you know in front of the net you know I give him a cross check and he gives me one back and then he skates out and he all of a sudden I see him coming at me and he throws his gloves in my face and then he's ready to go he means coming right at me and I remember because <clears throat> in Edmonton you know my folks would be there and friends like you know you could see people in the stands that you knew and I remember it was in right in front of the net kind of off to the right corner and then so I. I hit him so hard, <laughs> like it was terrible. Like I felt, I felt bad, but I hit him right between the eyes, and he goes down. And I, but I'm holding him up, and I give him a couple uppercuts, which is just like you know, just right on the screws. And then I stopped, and because he's 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 done, he's he's down on the ice, and and then I look up, and my parents and 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 uh, some other friends are right in the corner there where I'm, where I just did this, and they're I don't know. <laughs> either they're in shock or or whatever but yeah it was it, it just wasn't good and then i played with him in hartford too which is which is even worse because he you know of course you know guys you, know, you go out for dinner and they talk about same thing they talk about oh what you know some of your fights and, and i didn't want to say anything because i knew how you know because I, <laughs> I could see the scar it was right right across right <laughs> like it was a good one too and uh, yeah i just felt bad i you know what because you know everyone's just they're just trying to, you know, get through and, you know, stand their ground, and that just happened to be the wrong night to do it, you know. So I was gonna, I was gonna say you never really had to here in Vancouver because you had, uh, you always had Gino or Hunter or Didick. You guys always had some tough guys in the team, and uh, obviously you were more more known for your offensive flair with uh, 723 points in uh, 1195 games. Yeah, well, when I got here too, I mean, I, you know, I, I wasn't real offensive, but you know, I. Like I said, I, st I still like moving the puck, and um, I think I, I, I did a pretty decent job of it. But here, you know, after after one injury I had in Hartford where I had a wrist uh, fusion, you know, you had to, to kind of change your game because, you know, you couldn't you couldn't make the same quick moves as, as you could have before. And um, and that was fine because, you know, like I said, Didick and I, we played off each other, and, you know, we could still move the puck, and, and you know, and, you know, I mean, there was a few times I got in a couple scuffles here, but, you know, I remember Michelle Petit or whoever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but anyway, I mean, they're, 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 it's just fun stuff. By then, you know, I, I think I was so old, everyone felt sorry for me, maybe. <laughs> I doubt that's the fact. What do you, uh, how do you feel about the new, uh, the new hockey? Like, how do you, what do you think of, like, Quinn Hughes, for instance? Uh, we've never kind of seen a defenseman like that here. Well, you know, I, you know, obviously he's offensively, he's, uh, very talented. Um, you know, I, I remember, you know, example, you know, when I was in Winnipeg, you know, all, all they would say, because, you know, I was, I was the only guy that really, really was offensive there. And so the assistant coach would just Bill Sutherland, he would just go, you gotta go. Yeah. Just, you gotta get in the play. You gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. And so you'd force things. And for a couple of years, you know, you'd be, you'd be forcing things and, you know, your plus minus would, would show it. And, um, sure. You'd get a few points here or there, which is great. I mean, because, <clears throat> you know, you can counter that, but you know, you, you can't just get them all in the power play. You know, you, you, you have to round out your game where you're not a liability five on five and, uh, not, yep. not that, not that he is. It's just that there's, there's a lot to learn. And if, and if he could just figure that out, uh, and it's not, it's not necessarily his job to figure it out. I think it's, you know, it, there's got to be direction there to, you know, maybe hold them back 
certain times and let them go in certain times. And, you know, with, with skill like that, you know, you, you do, you do need to let them go, but you know, you got to pick and choose your spots. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, he could, he could be as good as he wants. And, um, and like I said, I, I, I went through it, you know, my career <laughs> might not have, might, might not go the same way as his, uh, but you know, I could skate, I could, I could make plays and, you know, if, if I tried some of the moves he made, I would, I'd be sitting on the bench for about two years because <laughs> the coach would bench it. But now, now the game has changed. So, but that's, yeah. it, you know, it's a wonderful part of the game where, where guys try drop passes and, you know, back passes and, you know, all this stuff where before, if you, if honestly, if you, and the guys could do it, it wasn't like the guys weren't talented enough, but if you did it and you made a mistake, well, you're, uh, your ass is going to be cold sitting on the bench. It's funny you bring up the back pass. I cannot stand that. Like, no. we, we do it so much. Like, go forward. Like, you're supposed to be going offensive, not going backwards. I hate it. Yeah, because you know what? I mean, any, anyone can cheat on those. Yeah. You know, because it, it's still five on four or, or whatever it might be. If, if, you, if somebody cheats on it, you know it's going to happen. Uh, but, but you know what? I mean, you know, it, it works. 95% of the time, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the timing of the other 5%, you know, and sometimes it bites in the ass when you, when you try it, when you shouldn't. I mean, you look, look at what happened to Miller this year. I mean, they crucified him for the one, one play. The, the guy, as far as I'm concerned, he's the best forward we got. He's you good know, for sure. Know, I, well, I, I shouldn't say the best. I think overall, like best two way, but yep. as, as to change the outcome of a game, he, he's the guy, you know, and, and people are crucifying him for making a back pass. Sure. I mean, it was, it was bad timing because it looked like everyone was tired except for the other team. And it, they just read it. That's all. And, um, you know, and he, I mean, Hey, you make a mistake, you know, you made the mistake. It's not, you don't need to be told. And no, exactly. Anyway, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, no, it's a, like I said, it's very skillful game, skillful, skillful game. Um, but, uh, you know, there's, Look at look at the playoffs. Yeah. A, lot fancy, a lot of that fancy stuff doesn't show up in the playoffs, and if it does, they're you know they're out the first round. So. Yep. Well, yeah. I mean, Tampa Bay and yeah, you got Tampa Bay and the Islanders are both very skilled teams. Those two, as opposed to like the other conference where you got Vegas as big and big and tough. Yeah. No, they and, you, and you're right, but. Uh, the good thing about about those teams, and look at Tampa. The only way they won last year is they tightened everything up, and they yeah. got enough, they got they have enough skills. When they get the chances, you know they're going to make the best of them. And uh, it, they, you know might might only be two a game, but but you you got to be prepared, you know, when you do get the chances. Do you remember? Hey, I, well, go ahead. Go ahead. Do, you no, go ahead. First, do you remember the first vinyl record you ever got? Oh boy! First one, um, or your favorite one? Oh, you know what? I got, <clears throat> I got a lot. I remember. I think the first. Well, I mean, my, you know, my parents had them. I think you know it was. Uh, oh, who would have been Dean Martin? You know. Yeah. I think Elvis Presley was even crazy talk back then. You know, like that was kind of the the edgy one. Um, and then I remember for for one of the, my birthdays, you know, I got the Beatles. Yeah, uh, I forget which one it was. It was one of the first, like it probably in the late '60s. You know, where, where you know we had 
we had five channels on the radio, AM. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's all that played. You know, so um, and who else? You know, there were Dean Martin. I, they, you know, God, I, I know there there were country western fans like you know Charlie Pride and you know I I don't even know if uh, Will, Willie Nelson was probably was probably there. You know. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Johnny Cash. Yeah, well, Johnny. Yeah, Johnny Cash was always always on. Um, yeah, but but myself, I uh, like I know when when I was, I, I think well the Beatles, I think yep. um, even a little April Wine, kind yep, of in the seventies yep. there. They were, I, yeah, they were, that was my first concert, April. Oh, Wine. that's another question I ask sometimes: is what was your first concert? Yeah, there you April go, April Wine. Wine. And, and you know who opened for him was Trooper. Wow. Yeah, it was good. It was I, I think I was thirteen. Good local band. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, no, here, here for here for a good time, not a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your motto, are eh, you guys? Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> that's what that's what all my ex girlfriends would say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, hey, uh, Dave. Yeah, Dave. I just want to uh, thank you very much uh, for taking the time for us today and coming on and chatting with us. And we're big fans of you, and we've been big fans of you since you uh, played, and it means a lot to us. And uh, all the Canuck alumni as well, we are fans of as well. And me personally, I've always had a big, been a big fan of you for years. And when we run into you, you're not, always nothing but nice to us too. So. Well, I appreciate that. And I know, I'm sorry. I know it took a while to, to get this organized and uh, more my fault <laughs> because I'm, you know, I'm kind of computer literate there. So um, hey, we hey. figured it out. It's all that matters. So. Yeah, no, at any time, guys. No, I, I think uh, you guys are doing a good job, you know, just, just keeping everything going here and putting the word out. And yeah, no, it's uh, it's terrific. And and look at your, your man caves there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty impressive. I, I don't see 44 in there, but whatever. You guys hey, your autographs, your autographs kept in the book. That way, in case my condo catches fire, I can toss the book off the, off the balcony. Oh, so you? Oh, that's the so first I one. Oh, okay. I, well, first thing I throw out of here if the building ever catches or floods or something, I'm throwing my yeah. my my suitcase full of my autographs. So, yeah, I know I'll, my jerseys are sold out too. I see. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave. Hey, Dave. Uh, yeah. Thanks again. Looking for the most beers on tap? Great steaks. Great staff, head over to the John B. Pub. We got the best beers, steaks, chicken wings, nachos in town. Come see us at the John B. Pub. The John B. Pub, the best bar in town. Come sign up for our football pool. Say hey, sent you.